Section 23 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3, by Robert Burton. Section 23. Partition 3. Section 2. Member 5. Subsection 3. Part 1. By counsel and persuasion, foulness of the fact, men's, women's, faults, miseries of marriage, events of lust, etc. As there be diverse causes of this burning lust, or heroical love, so there be many good remedies to ease and help, amongst which good counsel and persuasion, which I should have handled in the first place, are of great moment and not to be omitted. Many are of opinion that in this blind headstrong passion counsel can do no good. Quae enim res in se neque consilium, neque modum habet, ullo eam consilio regere non potes. Which thing hath neither judgment or an end? How should advice or counsel it amend? Quis enim modis adsit amori? But without question, good counsel and advice must needs be of great force, especially if it shall proceed from a wise fatherly reverent discreet person a man of authority whom the parties do respect stand in awe of or from a judicious friend of itself alone it is able to divert and suffice gordonius the physician attributes so much to it that he would have it by all means used in the first place Amoeatur ab illa consilio viri quem timet, ostentendo pericula saeculi, judicium inferni, gaudia paradisi. He would have some discreet men to dissuade them, after the fury of passion is a little spent, or by absence allayed. For it is as intempestive at first to give counsel, as to comfort parents when their children are in that instant departed. To no purpose to prescribe narcotics, cordials, nectarines, potions, Homer's nepenthes, or Helen's bowl, etc. Non cessabit pectus tundere, she will lament and howl for a season. Let passion have his course a while, and then he may proceed by foreshowing the miserable events and dangers which will surely happen, the pains of hell, joys of paradise, and the like, which by their preposterous courses they shall forfeit or incur. And tis a fit method, a very good means, for what Seneca said of vice, I say of love. Sine magistro discitur, Vix sine magistro deseritur. Tis learned of itself 
but hardly left without a tutor. Tis not amiss, therefore, to have some such overseer to expostulate and show them such absurdities, inconveniences, imperfections, discontents, as usually follow, which their blindness, fury, madness, cannot apply unto themselves, or will not apprehend through weakness, and good for them to disclose themselves, to give ear to friendly admonitions. Tell me, sweetheart, saith Tryphena to a lovesick Charmides in Lucian, what is it that troubles thee? Peradventure I can ease thy mind, and further thee in thy suit. And so without question she might, and so mayst thou, if the patient be capable of good counsel, and will hear at least what may be said. If he love at all, she is either an honest woman or a whore. If dishonest, let him read or inculcate to him that fifth of Solomon's Proverbs, Ecclesiasticus 26, Ambrose, Book 1, Chapter 4, in his book of Abel and Cain, Philo Judeus de Mercede, Platinus Dialogus in Amores, Espencaeus, and those three books of Petrus Haidus, Aeneas Silvius's Tart Epistle, which he wrote to his friend Nicholas of Varturge, which he calls Medellam Illiciti Amores, etc. For what's a whore, as he saith, but a polar of youth, a ruin of men, a destruction, a devourer of patrimonies, a downfall of honour, fodder for the devil, the gate of death and supplement of hell? Talis amorest laqueus animae, etc. A bitter honey, sweet poison, delicate destruction, a voluntary mischief, comixtum coenum, sterquilinium. And as Peter Aretine's Lucretia, a notable queen, confesseth, gluttony, anger, envy, pride, sacrilege, theft, slaughter, were all born that day that a whore began her profession. For, as she follows it, her pride is greater than a rich churl's, she is more envious than the pox, as malicious as melancholy, as covetous as hell. If from the beginning of the world any were mala, pejor, pessima, bad, in the superlative degree, tis a whore. How many have I undone, caused to be wounded, slain? O Antonia, thou seest what I am without, but within, God knows, a puddle of iniquity, a sink of sin, a pocky queen. Let him now that so dotes meditate on this, let him see the event and success of others, Samson, Hercules, Holofernes, etc. Those infinite mischiefs attend it. If she be another man's wife he loves, tis abominable in the sight of God and men. 
adultery is expressly forbidden in god's commandment a mortal sin able to endanger his soul if he be such a one that fears god or have any religion he will eschew it and abhor the loathsomeness of his own fact if he love an honest maid tis to abuse or marry her if to abuse tis fornication a foul fact though some make light of it and almost equal to adultery itself if to marry let him seriously consider what he takes in hand look before ye leap as the proverb is or settle his affections and examine first the party and condition of his estate and hers whether it be a fit match for fortunes years parentage and such other circumstances an sit sitae veneris whether it be likely to proceed if not let him wisely stave himself off at the first curb in his inordinate passion and moderate his desire by thinking of some other subject divert his cogitations or if it be not for his good as aeneas forewarned by mercury in a dream left dido's love and in all haste got him to see mnestea surgestumque vocat fortemque cloantem classem aptent taciti jubet and although she did oppose with vows tears prayers and imprecation nullis ille muetur fletibus aut illas voces tractabilis audit let thy mercury reason rule thee against all allurements seeming delights pleasing inward or outward provocations thou mayst do this if thou wilt pater non deperit filiam nec frater sororem a father dotes not on his own daughter a brother on a sister and why because it is unnatural unlawful unfit if he be sickly soft deformed let him think of his deformities vices infirmities if in debt let him ruminate how to pay his debts if he be in any danger let him seek to avoid it if he have any lawsuit or other business he may do well to let his love matters alone and follow it labor in his vocation whatever it is but if he cannot so ease himself let him wisely premeditate of both their estates if they be unequal in years she young and he old what an unfit match must it needs be an uneven yoke how absurd and indecent a thing is it as lycinus in lucian told timolaus for an old bald crook-nosed knave to marry a young wench how odious a thing it is to see an old lecher what should a bald fellow do with a comb a dumb doter with a pipe a blind man with a looking-glass and thou with such a wife 
how absurd it is for a young man to marry an old wife for a piece of good but put case she be equal in years birth fortunes and other qualities correspondent he doth desire to be coupled in marriage which is an honourable estate but for what respects her beauty belike and comeliness of person that is commonly the main object she is a most absolute form in his eye at least cui formam paphia et carites tribuere decoram but do other men affirm as much or is it an error in his judgment fallunt nos oculi vagique sensus oppressa ratione mentiuntur our eyes and other senses will commonly deceive us it may be to thee thyself upon a more serious examination or after a little absence she is not so fair as she seems quaedam videntur et non sunt compare her to another standing by tis a touchstone to try confer hand to hand body to body face to face eye to eye nose to nose neck to neck etc examine every part by itself then altogether in all postures several sights and tell me how thou likest her it may be not she that is so fair but her coats or put another in her clothes and she will seem all out as fair as the poet then prescribes separate her from her clothes suppose thou saw her in a base beggar's weed or else dressed in some old hirsute attires out of fashion foul linen coarse raiment besmeared with soot collie perfumed with apoponax sagapenum asafetida or some such filthy gums dirty about some indecent action or other or in such a case as brasivola the physician found malatasta his patient after a potion of hellebore which he had prescribed manibus interam depositis et anno versus caelum elevato ac si videretur socraticus ille aristophanes qui geometricas figuras interam scribens tubera colligere videbantur atram bilem in album parietem in iciebat adeoque totam cameram et se deturpabat ut etc all to bereid or worse if thou sawst her i say would thou affect her as thou dost suppose thou beheldest her in a frosty morning in cold weather in some passion or perturbation of mind weeping chafing etc rivelled and ill-favoured to behold she many times that in a composed look seems so amiable and delicious tam scitula forma if she do but laugh or smile makes an ugly sparrow-mouthed face 
and shows a pair of uneven loathsome rotten foul teeth she hath a black skin gouty legs a deformed crooked carcass under a fine coat it may be for all her costly tires she is bald and though she seems so fair by dark by candlelight or afar off at such a distance as callicratides observed in lucian if thou should see her near or in a morning she would appear more ugly than a beast si diligenter consideres quid per os et nares et caeteros corporis meatus egreditur vilius sterquilinium nunquam vidisti follow my counsel see her undressed see her if it be possible out of her attires furtivis nodatam coloribus it may be she is like aesop's jay or pliny's cantharides she will be loathsome ridiculous thou wilt not endure her sight or suppose thou sawst her pale in a consumption on her deathbed skin and bones or now dead cuius erat gratissimus amplexus whose embrace was so agreeable as bernard saith erit horribilis aspectus non redolet sed olet quae redolere solet as a posy she smells sweet is most fresh and fair one day but dried up withered and stinks another beautiful nereus by that homer so much admired once dead is more deformed than thersites and solomon deceased as ugly as marcolphus thy lovely mistress that was erst caris carior ocellis dearer to thee than thine eyes once sick or departed is willi willior aestimata queno worse than any dirt or dunghill her embraces were not so acceptable as now her looks be terrible thou hadst better behold a gorgon's head than helen's carcass some are of opinion that to see a woman naked is able of itself to alter his affection and it is worthy of consideration saith montaigne the frenchman in his essays that the skilfullest masters of amorous dalliance appoint for a remedy of venerous passions a full survey of the body which the poet insinuates ille quod obscinus in aperto corpore partes viderat in cursu qui fuit haesit amor the love stood still that run in full career when once it saw those parts should not appear it is reported of seleucus king of syria that seeing his wife stratonice's bald pate as she was undressing her by chance he could never affect her after remundus lullius the physician spying an ulcer or cancer in his mistress's breast whom he so dearly loved 
from that day following abhorred the looks of her philip the french king as neubrigensis book four chapter twenty four relates it married the king of denmark's daughter and after he had used her as a wife one night because her breath stunk they say or for some other secret fault sent her back again to her father peter matthaeus in the life of lewis the eleventh finds fault with our english chronicles for writing how margaret the king of scots daughter and wife to louis the eleventh french king was ob graveolentiam oris rejected by her husband many such matches are made for by respects or some seemly comeliness which after honeymoons past turn to bitterness for burning lust is but a flash a gunpowder passion and hatred oft follows in the highest degree dislike and contempt cum secutis arida laxat fiunt obscuri dentes when they wax old and ill-favoured they may commonly no longer abide them jam gravis es nobis be gone they grow stale fulsome loathsome odious thou art a beastly filthy queen faciem febe cacantis habes thou art saturnipodex withered and dry insipida et vetula tequia rugae turpant et capitis nives i say be gone portae patent proficiscere yea but you will infer your mistress is complete of a most absolute form in all men's opinions no exceptions can be taken at her nothing may be added to her person nothing detracted she is the mirror of women for her beauty comeliness and pleasant grace inimitable merae deliciae meri lepores she is mirotetium veneris gratiarum pixis a mere magazine of natural perfections she hath all the venerees and graces mille faces et mille figuras in each part absolute and complete laeta genas laeta os roseum vagalumina laeta to be admired for her person a most incomparable unmatchable piece orea proles ad simulacrum aliquius numinis composita a phoenix vernantis aetatulae venerila a nymph a fairy like venus herself when she was a maid nulli secunda a mere quintessence flores spirans et amaracum feminae prodigium put case she be how long will she continue florem decoris singuli carpunt dies every day detracts from her person and this beauty is bonum fragile a mere flash a venice glass quickly broken anceps forma bonum mortalibus 
exigui donum breve temporis it will not last as that fair flower adonis which we call an anemone flourisheth but one month this gracious all-commanding beauty fades in an instant it is a jewel soon lost the painter's goddess fulsa veritas a mere picture favor is deceitful and beauty is vanity proverbs thirty one thirty vitrea gemula fluxaque bulula candida forma est nix rosa fumus ventus et aura nihil a brittle gem bubble is beauty pale a rose dew snow smoke wind air not at all if she be fair as the saying is she is commonly a fool if proud scornful sequiturque superbia formam or dishonest rara est concordia formae atque pudicitiae can she be fair and honest too aristo the son of agasicles married a spartan lass the fairest lady in all greece next to helen but for her conditions the most abominable and beastly creature of the world so that i would wish thee to respect with seneca not her person but qualities will you say that's a good blade which hath a gilded scabbard embroidered with gold and jewels no but that which hath a good edge and point well-tempered metal able to resist this beauty is of the body alone and what is that but as gregory nazianzen telleth us a mock of time and sickness or as boethius as mutable as a flower and tis not nature so makes us but most part the infirmity of the beholder for ask another he sees no such matter dic mihi per gratias qualis tibi videtur i pray thee tell me how thou likest my sweetheart as she asked her sister in aristinetus whom i so much admire methinks he is the sweetest gentleman the properest man that ever i saw but i am in love i confess nec pudet fateri and cannot therefore well judge but be she fair indeed golden-haired as anacreon his bathyllus to examine particulars she have flameolos oculos colaque lacteola a pure sanguine complexion little mouth coral lips white teeth soft and plump neck body hands feet all fair and lovely to behold composed of all graces elegances an absolute peace lumina sint melitae eunonia dextra minervae mamillae veneris suramaris dominae etc let her head be from prague paps out of austria 
belly from france back from brabant hands out of england feet from rhine buttocks from switzerland let her have the spanish gate the venetian tire italian compliment and endowments candida sideriis ardescant lumina flamis sudent colorosas et cedat crinibus aurum melea purpurum depromant ora ruborum folgeat ac venerem celesti corpore vincat forma de arum omnis etc let her be such a one throughout as lucian deciphers in his imagines as euphranor of old painted venus aristinetus describes lais another helena caraclea leucippe lucretia pandora let her have a box of beauty to repair herself still such a one as venus gave phaon when he carried her over the ford let her use all helps art and nature can yield be like her and her and whom thou wilt or all these in one a little sickness a fever smallpox wound scar loss of an eye or limb a violent passion a distemperature of heat or cold mars all in an instant disfigures all childbearing old age that tyrant time will turn venus to erinis raging time care rivels her upon a sudden after she hath been married a small while and the black ox hath trodden on her toe she will be so much altered and wax out of favour thou wilt not know her one grows too fat another too lean etc modest matilda pretty pleasing peg sweet singing susan mincing merry moll dainty dancing doll neat nancy jolly joan nimble nell kissing kate bouncing bess with black eyes fair phyllis with fine white hands fiddling frank tall tib slender sib etc will quickly lose their grace grow fulsome stale sad heavy dull sour and all at last out of fashion ubi jam vultus argutia suavis suavitatio blandus risus etc those fair sparkling eyes will look dull her soft coral lips will be pale dry cold rough and blue her skin rugged that soft and tender superficies will be hard and harsh her whole complexion change in a moment and as matilda writ to king john i am not now as when thou sawst me last that favour soon is vanished and past that rosy blush lapped in a lily veil now is with morphew overgrown and pale tis so in the rest their beauty fades as a tree in winter which de janeira hath elegantly expressed in the poet 
deforme solis aspicis truncis nemus? Sic nostra longum forma percurrens iter, deperdit aliquid semper, et fulget minus, malisque minus est quiquid in nobis fuit, olim petitum cecidit, et partu labat, maturque multum rapuit ex illamihi, aetas citato senior eripuit gradu. And as a tree that in the green wood grows, with fruit and leaves and in the summer blows, in winter like a stock deformed shows, our beauty takes his race and journey goes, and doth decrease and lose and come to naught, admired of old to this by childbirth brought. And mother hath bereft me of my grace, and crooked old age coining on apace. To conclude with Chrysostom, when thou seest a fair and beautiful person, a brave bonaroba, a belladonna quae salivam moveat lepidam puellam et quam tu facile ames, a comely woman having bright eyes, a merry countenance, a shining lustre in her look, a pleasant grace wringing thy soul and increasing thy concupiscence. Bethink with thyself that it is but earth thou lovest, a mere excrement which so vexeth thee which thou so admirest and thy raging soul will be at rest take her skin from her face and thou shalt see all loathsomeness under it that beauty is a superficial skin and bones nerves sinews suppose her sick now rivelled hoary-headed hollow-cheeked, old. Within she is full of filthy phlegm, stinking, putrid, excremental stuff, snot and snivel in her nostrils, spittle in her mouth, water in her eyes, what filth in her brains, etc. Or take her at best, and look narrowly upon her in the light, stand near her, nearer yet thou shalt perceive almost as much and love less as cardan well writes minus amant qui acute vident though scaliger deride him for it if he see her near or look exactly at such a posture whosoever he is according to the true rules of symmetry and proportion those i mean of albertus durer Lomatius and Tasnir, examine him of her. If he be elegans formarum spectator, he shall find many faults in physiognomy and ill color. If form one side of the face likely bigger than the other, or crooked nose, bad eyes, prominent veins, concavities about the eyes, wrinkles, pimples, red streaks, freckles, hairs, warts, knaves, inequalities, roughness, scabredity, paleness, yellowness, and as many colors as are in a turkey-cock's neck, many indecorums in their other parts. Est quod desideres, est quod amputes. One leers, another frowns, 
a third gapes, squints, etc. And tis true that he saith, diligenter consideranti raro facies absoluta et quaevitio caret. Seldom shall you find an absolute face without fault, as I have often observed. Not in the face alone is this defect or disproportion to be found, but in all the other parts of body and mind. She is fair, indeed, but foolish. Pretty, comely, and decent, of a majestical presence, but, peradventure, imperious, dishonest, acerba, iniqua, self-willed. She is rich, but deformed hath a sweet face but bad carriage no bringing up a rude and wanton flirt a neat body she hath but it is a nasty queen otherwise a very slut of a bad kind as flowers in a garden have colour some but no smell others have a fragrant smell but are unseemly to the eye one is unsavoury to the taste as rue as bitter as wormwood and yet a most medicinal cordial flower most acceptable to the stomach so are men and women one is well qualified but of ill proportion poor and base a good eye she hath but a bad hand and foot fedepedes et fedemanus a fine leg bad teeth a vast body etc examine all parts of body and mind i advise thee to inquire of all see her angry merry laugh weep hot cold sick sullen dressed undressed in all attires sights gestures passions eat her meals etc and in some of these you will surely dislike yea not her only let him observe but her parents how they carry themselves for what deformities defects encumbrances of body or mind be in them at such an age they will likely be subject to be molested in like manner they will patrezare or matrezare and withal let him take notice of her companions in convictu as civera prescribes et quibuscum conversetur whom she converseth with noscitur ex comite qui non cognoscitur ex se according to thucydides she is commonly the best de quo minimus foras habetur sermo that is least talked of abroad for if she be a noted reveller a gadder a singer a pranker or dancer then take heed of her for what saith theocritus at vos festivae ne ne saltate puellae en malus hierus adest in vos saltare paratus young men will do it when they come to it Fawns and satyrs will certainly play reeks when they come in such wanton Bacho's or Eleonora's presence. 
now when they shall perceive any such obliquity indecency disproportion deformity bad conditions etc let them still ruminate on that and as haedus adviseth out of ovid earum mendas notent note their faults vices errors and think of their imperfections tis the next way to divert and mitigate love's furious headstrong passions as a peacock's feet and filthy comb they say make him forget his fine feathers and pride of his tail she is lovely fair well favoured well qualified courteous and kind but if she be not so to me what care i how kind she be i say with philostratus formosa aliis mihi superba she is a tyrant to me and so let her go besides these outward knaves or open faults errors there may be many inward infirmities secret some private which i will omit and some more common to the sex sullen fits evil qualities filthy diseases in this case fit to be considered consideratio feditatis mulierum menstruae imprimis quam immundae sunt quam savanarola proponit regula septima penitus observandam et platina dialogus amoris fuse perstringit lodovicus bonaxialus petrus haedus albertus et infiniti fere medici a lover in calcagninus's apologies wished with all his heart he were his mistress's ring to hear embrace see and do i know not what o oh, thou fool quoth the ring if thou wert in my room thou shouldst hear observe and see pudenda et poenitenda that which would make thee loathe and hate her yea peradventure all women for her sake i will say nothing of the vices of their minds their pride envy inconstancy weakness malice self-will lightness insatiable lust jealousy ecclesiasticus five fourteen no malice to a woman's no bitterness like to hers ecclesiastes seven twenty one and as the same author urgeth proverbs thirty one ten who shall find a virtuous woman he makes a question of it neque ius neque bonum neque aequum sciunt melius peius prosit opsit nihil vident nisi quod libido sugerit they know neither good nor bad be it better or worse as the comical poet hath it beneficial or hurtful they will do what they list insidiae humani generis queremonia vitae exuviae noctis durissima cura diei poena virum nex et juenum etc 
and to that purpose were they first made, as Jupiter insinuates in the poet. The fire that bold Prometheus stole from me, with plagues called women shall revenged be, on whose alluring and enticing face poor mortals doting shall their death embrace. In fine, as Diogenes concludes in Nevisanus, nulla est femina quae non habeat quid, they have all their faults. Every each of them hath some vices, if one be full of villainy, another hath a liquorish eye, if one be full of wantonness, another is a chideress. When Leander was drowned, the inhabitants of Sestos consecrated Hero's lantern to Anteros, Anterotisacrum, and he that had good success in his love should light the candle. But never any man was found to light it, which I can refer to naught but the inconstancy and lightness of women. For in a thousand good there is not one. All be so proud, unthankful, and unkind, with flinty hearts, careless of others' moan, in their own lusts carried most headlong blind, but more herein to speak I am forbidden. Sometimes for speaking truth one may be chidden. I am not willing, you see, to prosecute the cause against them, and therefore take heed you mistake me not. Matronam nullam ego tango. I honour the sex with all good men, and as I ought to do, rather than displease them, I will voluntarily take the oath which Mercurius Britannicus took. Me nihil unquam mali nobilissimo sexui, vel verbo, vel facto machinaturum, etc. Let Simonides, Mantuan, Platina, Petrus Aretine, and such women-haters bear the blame, if aught be said amiss. I have not writ a tenth of that which might be urged out of them and others. Non possunt invectivae omnes et satirae in feminas scriptae, uno volumine comprehendi. And that which I have said, to speak truth, no more concerns them than men, though women be more frequently named in this tract. To apologize once for all, I am neither partial against them, or therefore bitter. What is said of the one, mutato nomine, may most part be understood of the other. My words are like Passus's picture in Lucian, of whom, when a good fellow had bespoke a horse to be painted with his heels upwards, tumbling on his back, he made him passant. Now when the fellow came for his peace, he was very angry, and said it was quite opposite to his mind. But Passus instantly turned the picture upside down, showed him the horse at that sight which he requested, and so gave him satisfaction. If any man take exception at my words, let him alter the name, read him 
for her, and tis all one in effect. End of section 23